program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and to this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, November 17th. I'm Terry Aranga with my returning guest, Chef Wendell Fowler. Chef Wendell is a nationally known speaker on the power of whole foods, the host of Eat Right Now on WISH-TV8, CBS Indianapolis, Indiana, a syndicated health columnist, the ambassador to the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, a caterer to in-flight NBA charters for 16 years, and the author of Eat Right Now, The Dawning of the Age of Asparagus, and Eat Pure, Eat Fresh, Eat Local. He also was awarded 12 gold medals for Chef's Eat Right Now Holistic Health column by the North American Mature Publishers Association and two bronze medals from the American Culinary Federation competitions. Chef Wendell, thanks for coming back and having lunch with us. Hey, thank you. Did I do all that? Yes. And speaking of lunch, I've spent nearly five years intensively preparing technical interviews so that I'd have something more worthwhile to ask guests, so what did you eat for breakfast this morning? Oh, goodness. Today. Well, it wasn't a Pop-Tart and a Coke, I assure you. (laughs) So the first time today, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? I had whole grain, uh, I just had oatmeal, steel-cut oatmeal. I cooked it in apple cider, and I added flaxseed, blueberries, and walnuts to it. Wow. Well, you were a chef, and then you had your own personal nutritional epiphany that opened your eyes to the politics of food. So could you please remind listeners about the epiphany and tell... Tell us how parents who are struggling with the same issues as you had but who spend the day driving their kids back and forth to therapies can still turn their health around. Sure. Well, in 1988, I weighed 300 pounds. I smoked. I was a typical chef. I ate, you know, buckets of chicken and, and all the foods that were I thought were hip and trendy, and all it did was make me sick. And I had a virus get into my heart which was terminal at that time. They said, you'll get ready, call, you're going to die, get your family together. And I said, aha. So I applied my, my, my mind to getting out of there, and I did. But what it made me realize, Terry, was, you know, we are faced occasionally with some really terrible life-threatening health issues, and, and um, we need to use that as a springboard to kind of stimulate us to think a little bit more about what we eat, and that's what it did to me. I thought, I'm a chef, I can serve a lot of people. How can I, because I've survived this near miss with death, how can I make a better contribution towards the world, and especially to me, because I'm the only person in the world responsible for my health? So as I got out, I thought, gosh, I started looking around and seeing Hippocrates was right. Uh, food is medicine, and medicine is food. And we've lost that perception. We've lost that connection that food is medicine, 
as opposed to something that just tastes good, that gives us a moment of temporary pleasure. So I got in trouble. I fell into that trap. I followed Ronald McDonald and the Colonel Sanders logo and Aunt Jemima and all these people, these icons that, you know, I, I grew up with who were very powerful. They have very powerful influences on our hardwiring when we're young to what we will like for the rest of our lives and, and our our favorite foods. You know how you look back to a food and you smell a food and you go, oh, that reminds me of my childhood, and all of a sudden you're, your loving arms are wrapped around yourself and you feel all warm and cozy. And unfortunately, we've embraced a lot of the wrong foods because of agribusiness, banking, commodity brokers, etc., who preferred us to eat another type of food. So I just decided to dig my feet in the ground and say, uh-uh, I'm going to use my podium as a chef to perpetuate this good eating thing. Because you see mothers and parents who second or third or fourth generations of families who have eaten entirely from a fast food menu. They've not eaten any foods that were given to us by the universe. So therefore, we're just not getting the nutrition. So I thought, this is where I should begin. I serve food, let's make it healthy, and let's see where it takes me. And that was my turnaround. It's, I've never looked back, and it's been 20 years. You know, it's been... It's laudable that you did that. It's really ironic. You know, you're mentioning that you were a chef, yet you weren't eating well, you were feeding others that you weren't eating well, and I bet so many parents are in the same boat where it's 11 o'clock at night and they say, oh my gosh, I haven't even popped a supplement in my mouth yet today, um, or combed my hair. Uh, so there's an, there's an irony there. So how do, how do parents take the time and, and get on the road to turn their house around? Perhaps they want to shed a few extra pounds, but they have um, a rather sedentary um, situation where they're sitting in a car or they um, they feel like they don't have time to take for themselves? Well, it's a matter of prioritization. Don't you agree, Terry? We need to prioritize what is important in our life. Where does our health fit in? As you know, the cliche, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. But we need to just stop and think about it. We've been um, conditioned to appreciate convenience in our lives. It's been a hard wiring through marketing and advertising. So we've kind of submitted to that. We're all kind of sheeple. We're kind of like lemmings by nature. We just follow the pack, do what our boss is doing, and we've kind of gotten ourselves in trouble with this, this, this lust for convenience. So if you're in the car and you're driving someplace or you're going on errands or just you need some immediate or it's 11 o'clock at night, you have to be prepared. You have to think ahead. Uh, I know as well as anybody else, once you bring it in the house, it's going to get eaten. <laughs> so sometimes it means just don't bring some of these foods home and to put temptation in front of you. Now, if you're driving, for example, you know, everybody goes, it's easier to find a French fry than it's an apple nowadays when you're driving around the streets. Well, I've started stopping at grocery stores. And when I'm traveling or doing sales calls or whatever I'm doing, going to a speech, I will go to a grocery store. There's always one lining a highway somewhere. Grab a bag of granola, grab a bag of carrot sticks, grab a bag of anything that's nutritious over things that are not. Even a healthy, like Kashi Golene cereal, low gluten, uh, is, is a great treat at night. Um, so, you know, it's just a little planning, a little apple with uh, peanut butter sliced on. You can, you can anticipate your needs. So we've got to think and plan ahead a little bit. Right. And, you know, it's really better for the kids who are on therapeutic diets. Um, and therapeutic diets, um, so many of them, um, can be good for anybody, um, just common sense. Uh, so I, for kids who are on therapeutic diets, it's easier for them if the whole household is on that same diet. And I noticed, too, 
that when I was following my son's therapeutic diet, I was healthier. I was eating the apples, you know, um, yeah. than, than having that uh, convenient, uh, I won't mention the name of the fast food restaurant you named, uh, magnetic <laughs> force field, you know, calling out to me driving along the side of the road. So, yeah, the apple was definitely, uh, definitely made me feel better. Yes, and that's true, Terry. If, if the whole family's involved, we, that creates more family unity anyway. And we know the healing of the earth begins with at the dinner table with a communal dinner and, and, and a happy, happy, healthy family. You're right. Family has to get involved. Right, and, it, and, it, and in the context of the home situation, then the child on the therapeutic diet doesn't feel deprived, and then they um, aren't uh, trying to... Uh, to sneak and get that uh, uh, illegal food out of the refrigerator, and uh, there's less, also less chance for an infraction, a dietary infraction on that therapeutic diet. And well, where do they learn these? They learn this from the parents. Right. Um, now, again, you mentioned that restaurant, and I recently read a story from a parent who gave up and gave in, to the kids' fast food burger restaurant lifestyle because the child was on the autism spectrum and the parent didn't want to deprive him, felt that they already had, you know, the child already had enough challenges going on but didn't want to deprive him of this fast food. Um, And is withholding the fast food fare ultimately helpful to a spectrum disorder? Oh, heavens no. We're talking dead food, Terry. We're talking that food that has absolutely no ability to communicate with our internal intelligence. That food is just is, is, has no cosmic imprint. Our bodies do not know how to handle that. So, yes, it's pleasurable. We love it. It tastes good. We know we're addicted to fat, sugar, and salt, and fat, or grease. Um, sugar, salt, fat, and grease? Is that oh, yeah. the four basic food groups? You betcha, baby. Our body creates uh, dopamine. You know that. So we want more. We like it. Give me more. And now we know why we just can't eat one. It's an insidious plan set in place by the uh, ethically malnourished food industry, I think you know, who is more interested in profits over health. So the food industry is malnourished. You know, I, that's a great way of putting it. I, I recently um, read a, a quote that I just really adore, um, and uh, it, it says there's no such thing as junk food. It's either junk or food. Yeah, you, you know, you're right. You know, the other day, my wife and I were walking through the supermarket, big one, huge one. Um, and, we, you know, you see health food sections all the time. So something just kind of dawned on me with my, uh, my 60s leftover mind. I thought, well, if there's only a small health food section here, does that mean everything else in the grocery store is unhealthy? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, well, let's get a little bit into the agribusiness. How does agribusiness affect which foods are available to children in home and school situations? Oh, goodness. Well, it's, it's the politics of food, you know, and big big food, and um, their power is just unbelievable. The tentacles, I call Monsanto the Antichrist, because uh, they send out more poisonous food in the world than anybody. Um, you know, when you think about the foods that the kids eat, the breads, the cereals, the pastries, and, and the cakes, and all the things that they're eating, they come from seed and grains that were grown by Monsanto, seeds that are, are, are genetically altered. Our bodies won't respond to them in the same way. And if you think about the history of wheat, 
in our culture and civilization, wheat wasn't chosen because of its nutritional qualities and virtues. It was chosen because it was easy to grow. Uh, it didn't require much maintenance, and therefore it became huge in the American culture. Uh, you remember the Dust Bowl. Um, the wild grasses of the prairie would have prevented that because man, but then man came in and planted all this wheat, and it didn't root as well as, as wheat grasses. So obviously, the dust bowl happened. So you know, I mean, I guess it's, I guess our, our lust for wheat um, came from these big agribusiness com- com- companies, wow, uh, bankers and commodities. And you think about it; it was decided that we would be a wheat culture because right. it was convenient for profit and farming. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's so, pick up with this when we come back from break. At Voice America, thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Chef Wendell, and Chef Wendell, you were talking about agribusiness and how we turned into a wheat generation. That's right. Well, you know, we have to look back at the, the, the origins of the standard American diet that was created back in the early 1900s, post-Industrial Revolution. When we started going towards processed foods, we started processing the nutrition out of just about everything. Convenience was king. And by doing that, over a period of time, of eating against our nature, the genetic, our genetic needs have been neglected. Our predisposition for convenience has kind of overwhelmed our good judgment. And what we're seeing now, after 40 or 50 years of eating this way, we're starting to see the manifestations of all these um, dietary glitches that we've been encouraged. We've been encouraged to eat against our nature. So what's happening is that your body morphs, it evolves, it changes, it adapts. That's the beauty of the human body. And when we don't adapt uh, or we find something new that we are not familiar with, our body will eventually adapt. So my philosophy, my theory here is that the longer we continue eating a diet that goes against our genetic design, the way the universe designed us, the more we will alter and change and morph into a totally different species. We look at the way... Animals adapt to their environment or a diet, and they change. Humans are no different. We're mammalian. 
we change according to what is what is going into our body. And the changes are not always for the best, and that's what the real problem is here today. So can you tell us how this, uh, how this specifically affects ADD, ADHD, autism, aggression, and other behaviors in kids? Oh, oh well, absolutely, I can. Any time that you eat foods from Cargill, ADM, Monsanto, Tyson, Smithfield, you know, you're eating the kind of foods that, well, I guess I'm just repeating myself, but when we don't eat what we're supposed to eat, things happen. And autism, ADD, and ADHD are very unnatural uh, situations for the human species. We didn't have all these diseases, Terry, before the early, you know, Industrial Revolution. This all happened in the last 50 years is when all these diseases. So if you look around and say, well, what's changed in our civilization in the last 50 years? Well, the way we eat and our lifestyles primarily have been the most enormous significant and powerful changes, and we now are starting to see the end result with plagues of cancer, diabetes. We call it diabesity, uh, and it shouldn't be that way. No, it really shouldn't. But then what we do to mask what's happened to us um, so often is to, so often we're prescribed psychotropic drugs. So why don't you tell us what the benefit of a papaya over a Prozac is? That's interesting. You know, this is news that nobody, nobody in the medical industry would want anybody to know. But if there's a there's a, a fruit or vegetable or plant food out there on this planet that was given to us by the universe that will deal with every human physical ailment, mental and physical. So when we bypass a delicious, sun-blessed, juicy papaya that has all the same new, um, um, chemicals that you would get in, a, in Prozac or all these other things, we're really missing the boat because we don't look at food as anything other than oral pleasure. If you want to feel cracked out, take Prozac. I'm not just saying Prozac only, all sorts of antidepressants. I was on one for five years. I got off of it last year, and I tell you, I didn't realize how nasty and awful I felt until I got off of it. So, you know, we're not we're not treating the human body in a way that it's, it's going to respond in a positive way. So ADD... ADHD, all these things that are, you know, it does affect our genetic design. All these foods will alter our DNA. This is science. When you start messing with DNA, then that's when all these glitches, because we're not God, even though science thinks they are, that's where we're getting into trouble. They close a blind eye and, and spend actually billions of dollars to inform the public otherwise. They actually spend more money than they probably profit sometimes in order to disinform the public. And this is where we've gotten off track and gotten away from our natural roots, and that's the universal apothecary where there's everything we need. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this book on the show before, but um, there was a book, Trust Us, We're Experts, and it had a picture of a, a doctor on television smoking a cigarette. <laughs> oh, I know. I saw that. Yeah, cigarettes are good for you. I know. You know, all these people that made these decisions, and of course I'm getting a little political here, but, you know, we're suffering now for a lot of really poor decisions made by leaders that we trusted and put into office. Uh-huh. And now, uh, they, they're not culpable, they're not responsible. They just go, well, I didn't make the decision, someone else did. Well, let's form a committee to, you know, and it's just so silly. We need to get down, get serious, get focused on what is true and what is real, and then eat in the way that we were designed. And all these problems, Terry, would just go right away. You know, I, I know that uh, when I was, was eating the apples and um, when I was 
you know, eating the organic chicken and when I was eating the uh, aged goat cheddar that was that's legal on uh, one particular diet that I can think of, I was feeling a lot better than when I went off of it and when I was, you know, pounding down the the English muffins with the butter and, and such like that. So, you know, when you're talking about a papaya over a Prozac, the the diet really did make a difference. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I know um, I I developed some cold symptoms, and what what I did was um, I took some more antioxidants, and um, I you know took some uh, some other supplements, and I perked up. You gave your body what it needed. Right, the tools, the tools to to rebuild, repair. Precisely. Re- so re- when you don't give them that, your body starts to ad lib. Mm-hmm. And then all these these genetic things that when we eat genetically altered food, uh, when we eat cloned animals, when we eat food that comes out of a microwave, we're really taking chances. We're a chance taking species, so it's nothing foreign to us to jump out of an airplane and skydive or eat steak tartare or or uh, you know drive without a seatbelt. You know we're a, a chance taking species, and we really need to realize that. But it's all about information. It's all about just opening your mind as well as your mouth to the glorious possibilities that extend within your grasp at the grocery store. Sarah, the other day, it's, and I'm getting back to the parents need to be kind of held responsible for all of this. I was at the grocery store the other day, and I'm very observant as a writer. I'm always looking around. There was a young mother, probably in her mid-30s, with a charming little two-year-old in her basket, and the baby's looking around, and mommy, it pointed to the broccoli and cauliflower. And it was very curious about it, and I was mesmerized by this. The mother took the child's hand and pulled it down and said, oh, you wouldn't like that. About, oh, Uh-oh. ground zero, ground zero. You know, that's, that's where we are. So I don't really look at the kids as being culpable. The minute we pop out of the womb, we have desires, and we were designed to eat fruits and vegetables. Our primordial roots going back to when we were soup and, and involved, that's where we get our lust for meat and, the, 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 you know, that kind of thing. That's something we probably have to fight harder. But if you don't stick a carrot, I know parents who stick carrots and celery sticks in their baby's mouth when they want to teeth instead of a piece of BPA plastic in it, and the kid ends up growing up to like vegetables because he was exposed to them instantly when it came out the womb. That's what parents aren't getting. Instead, I see a mother going, oh, let's give Billy his first hot dog. How cute. Well, it's got nitrates in it and food coloring and preservatives, but I sure feel cute because Billy's eating his first hot dog. Well, that's a kind of, dare I say, insanity. That's, that's extremely irresponsible um, to treat your children that way. If you don't know any better that hot dogs cause leukemia and food colorings exacerbate ADD and ADHD, then you probably need to do some personal education. And that's where our big problems are, Terry. We, we blindly trust. We just eat whatever the government and food people say, and that's okay with me. You know, it's funny. We can put, we can put $19 million, excuse me, pounds of tainted E. coli hamburger into the system over the past umpteen years, and if a terrorist had done that, we'd all go bonkers. But since it's a Fortune 500 company, we trust. You see them saying... Kellogg's, uh, Duncan Hines, Betty Crow, all these brands we've learned to blindly trust, and so they have our trust, and they start sneaking all these ingredients in on us. And this is where we get into trouble. 
Yeah, it's ironic that uh, they let the meat go, but but not the carrot. But uh, what's ironic, a cruel irony to a lot of people in the autism community, too, a lot of people are concerned about um, neurotoxins and biologics, is that if there is a tainted um, uh, jug of, of peanut butter, container of peanut butter somewhere in the United States, uh, it will be found. The agencies will track it down. Um, however, if neurotoxins um, are pumped into kids through biologics, uh, such as vaccines, n- no, we're, we're taking decades to try to unravel that one. That's sad, isn't it? That's very sad. Well, let's let's talk about other things that uh, are affecting the kids. What about sugar, sugar, and even sugar substitutes? Oh, yeah. Well, we know sugar is probably the most poisonous substance on the planet. It's responsible for just an incredible amounts of disease. Um, but even the American Heart Association came out several months ago warning Americans today, whoa, dudes, you're eating way too much sugar, so we need for you to back off. It's amazing how many people I've talked to who didn't hear about that report. And then, of course, we know that, that sweet and low was made from coal tar, is made from coal tar, and when you think about it, that's a rather unpleasant proposition. We know that aspartame has page after page of documented science proving that it's a neurotoxin that does a plethora of insidious things in the human body, but yet people still eat it and drink it. Um, Wasn't that a chemical like, warfare agent? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was what, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think they have, um, let's see, coal tar, neurotoxin. Yeah, it's a neurotoxin. That's how snakes kill, by the way. It affects the central nervous system. Right, we I have, was told that you can put that down for ants. Like to Oh, yeah, it's a great, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ants are much smarter than humans when it comes to what they put in their body. Even rats won't eat certain products that we eat because so, they, their their instincts know better. So you're saying that that sweet and low is made from uh, petrochemicals, and isn't that the same thing that like food, artificial food colorings and such are made from? Or absolutely, it's all made from petrochemicals. You're absolutely right. This lust, this passion we have for the uh, the oil industry, it's no wonder we're spending billions of dollars to to fight wars because. Literally everything in our life is made from petroleum. My little daughter the other day was, was telling me she's just addicted to chapstick, but she had no clue that chapstick was made from petroleum. Vaseline made from petroleum. Car dashboards. I mean, you know, the list is just extraordinary what we get out of petroleum. So, therefore, they promoted petroleum to being this godlike material. It's, it's biodegraded dead dinosaurs. You don't need to think about what it is. But because it's so profitable, they found a zillion ways to work it in the food system. And, and it's just insidious. That's the sort of DNA or the sort of chemistry that our bodies do not understand. We're not supposed to be eating a petroleum-based product. Right. So these artificial colors that are on, um, that are in some foods and that are on, uh, included in, in some supplements, um, what do they do to kids who have ADD or ADHD or on the autism spectrum? Well, basically, it, it's, it's exciting there. They're excitotoxins, these products. They get, you, they get you all worked up inside, and, and obviously, the chemistry, it's all about chemistry. We are one big biochemical um, chemistry set. Um, every time something goes in, a chemical reaction occurs. Um, not always pleasant should be always a good reaction. If it's a bad reaction, we should instinctively say, I'm not going to do that anymore. But that's what's happening is 
we're getting a negative reaction. Our body is responding in a way we had not anticipated. But we're looking at every other direction as the cause. It can't be these food colorings and, and flavorings that we're making so much money on. So let's see what we can do to sway people away from that and get them to focus on another aspect of this. It's okay. a lot of tea. And we will be back with that new aspect when we come back from break at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart, the program that takes you on a journey through grief after the death of a child. Join Dr. Gloria Horsley, marriage and family therapist and bereaved parent, while she interviews and discusses with other bereaved parents and siblings how they have coped with the death of a child and gone on to create and realize new dreams. So tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart with Dr. Gloria Horsley, right here on Voice America Health & Wellness. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866 472 5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Chef Wendell, and we're going to talk about uh, a new approach, a positive approach, just one note on the other before we we get back to that. Um, For those of you out there who may be using uh, prescription pills under a doctor's supervision with your kids who have that blue dye on it, might want to wipe off that. Uh, Contains aluminum and such, not, not good for anybody. So, Chef Wendell, what do we do that's good? Wow. <laughs> well, that's a tough act to follow. What do we do that's good in our in our dining, you mean? What what's the new tack, the new approach we can take, like whole foods, raw foods, fiber? Oh, absolutely. Get back to where we 
we have to adopt a pre-industrial revolution mentality where we grow from the garden and we form communities where the milk comes from the, you know, at least a source that's down the road that we know is grass feeding. You know, we're feeding ruminant cattle, everything but what they're supposed to eat now. Uh, but we need to get back to our roots, our original roots. Um, we need to look at uh, menus or diets like the Okinawan diet and, and a lot of primitive diets from countries that we consider, um, you know, not very progressed when actually their diets are the best and they live the longest. So we get too fancy. We keep meddling with our food. We meddle with it for all the wrong reasons. So the more we can get back to a fresh, pure, local diet as free from chemicals and additives and preservatives as possible, then we will flourish. I've been a vegetarian for 20 years. I would probably eat a piece of, of a happy chicken that came from, <laughs> it was fed right and grown right and killed humanely. I just will not support that sort of, uh, of industrial behavior on my food. Yeah, so if we can get away from industrialized foods, that's very important. I, I like your phrase, industrial behavior. And the chickens that are grown organically, et cetera, the, the flavor is so, the flavor and the appearance is so much better. They're not like these shriveled up pieces of tasteless cardboard. But right. and when foods when when foods are grown organically and are fresher and less adulterated, you can tell because you the taste is better. You so you know the nutritional content is better, you know, as long as Precisely. they're not doctored up with other stuff. So. Precisely, Perry. Look at factory farm fish. They are fed a diet so alien to what it was designed for them, but there's no omega-3 in those fish. So if you're eating a factory farm fish, for example, if you eat omega-3s, which is very good for autistic and ADD and ADHD patients, you're not getting it because man has decided that beef leftovers from the factory farm make a really cool feed to feed the fish. Let's give them some corn while we're at it. Well, now we're messing with the fish. They're saying that salmon in factory farms is actually worse for you than eating beef from a factory farm because of the chemicals and all these things. So... You see, we're just, it's, it's the overall accumulation of these toxins. Individually isolated, they're probably not as harmful as we perceive them to be, but it's the entire menu that we get over years that accumulates. So our bodies are just full of all these chemicals that, aren't, that weren't really supposed to be there, and that's where we're having a real serious problem. And parents in good faith may think that they're giving children a healthful diet, but if we don't know how the foods were raised and cultivated and where they came from, we may be totally, you know, innocently diluted. So you're giving them that fish and thinking that you're giving them something good, but the fish is nutritionally deficient and you're giving them that uh, piece of produce, but the soil is nutritionally deficient. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and this is what... This is the universal problem that's now happening. This is where Monsanto comes in. They even have seeds now that have a Roundup herbicide right in the seed. So oh, what's going to happen to that seed when we eat it? Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, yeah, this is, this is true. These are all facts you can, you can check out on, on Monsanto. So, you know, that's kind of what's happening, Terry. We're just, we're just eating so far away from where we should be. It's, it's kind of breaking my heart. So it's not that only that they're nutritionally deficient, but if they're not organic, how many hormones and antibiotics are in that meat that you're feeding your child? Well, absolutely. And when we start messing with hormones, that's pretty serious business, Terry. Um, 
you know, when we think about the RGBH that's in the milk, that we don't know all the things it's doing, but we know certain things it's doing with, with uh, children. And, you know, I have five grandkids, three of them are young ladies, and they all had physical maturation before they were 10 years old. Uh-huh. Lots of milk and lots of hamburger that RGBH in it. It's a hormone meant to lack, you know, get cows to lactate more and, and to grow more rapidly, and it gets in the, you know, it's whatever you eat stays in your fat. So, you know, I would say that humans were unfit for human consumption. If I was a cannibal, I wouldn't want to eat one of me. <laughs> Sounds like an X-Files episode. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, my God. But we are way beyond insanity. I don't think we've hit the tipping point, but I honestly do think I do feel a huge shift in the current food zeitgeist in America, no, we're not going to reach everybody in, in the rural areas. And, and I don't mean to disparage anybody, but if you don't pick up a newspaper or if you don't pick up some kind of informative booklet or pamphlet or book or anything to educate yourself, to make yourself privy to what's going on in America, then it's going to be hard to help you. We have to be intelligent. We have to always be seekers of the truth, looking for more information to validate. I cannot blindly trust anymore. I personally don't eat in restaurants anymore unless I know the chef. It's a good thing I live in a town where I know most of the chefs because I'd starve. But there's so much going on in the food industry, too. So, you know, Chili's and Wendy's all get busted and, and uh, Applebee's for being dishonest about what's in their food. So you can see you can go everywhere we go in America to eat, we have to be somewhat suspicious. But we blindly trust. Again, we are sheeple. We follow the crowd. We are conditioned not to think for ourselves. We are conditioned by marketing, advertising, um, influences of all sorts of types to eat what they want us to eat. When I saw Ronald Donald one day on a commercial walking through a garden and a flower pops out of the ground and it opens up and a hamburger pops out, what are we teaching our children? So it's that sort of irresponsible marking that they connote as being cute and effective advertising, well, effective for what? Is this a positive affectation? No. It's a negative effect on our children. But they seem to be blinded by this. They have no moral. Well, if there's no morals in Washington, as the Washington Watchdog Group say, it's not coming from me, then we have to expect that there's no morals in the food industry either. And ethics, like I say, we live in a very ethically malnourished world right now. Um, there's not a lot of truth in marketing and advertising, so we need to get away from these influences and keep our kids away from all of them, and that will help us out a lot. Right, and if we rely on mainstream media like mainstream television for our information about nutritional content, uh, what's good, what's not, uh, again, we're going to be informationally malnourished. I like how you're coining these types of phrases. Mm-hmm. Well, they're telling us what they want us to know. I mean, you know, the government would... Hope no one's listening here. I'm not trying to be anti. I'm not. I am a patriotic American, but if we are constantly being served food that dumb us down, uh, make us sick. I mean, we talk about Thomas Jefferson warned us about this. Aldous Huxley warned us about this in Brave New World. Uh, Orson Welles warned about us in 1984. We have not learned a bit. It's like Buckminster Fuller warned us we'd run out of oil by 2015, and he wasn't too far off. Man's arrogance and refusal to learn from his mistakes. It's pretty serious, and it's glaring right now. And if people don't want to know about that, they stick their head in the sand, and we have a lot of that going on right now. You know, it's not unpatriotic to care about the health of your fellow citizens. And no, it's not. Yeah, I want them to, to know the truth for, their, for the public's health. 
I agree. I agree 100%. Because, like I say, the peace and healing of the earth begins at the peace and healing of the family unit at home, and it radiates out from there. And the more we eat, we look what we do to other third world countries. We, we send them bags of white flour and white rice under the guise of, oh, look what we're doing for you, give us a pat on the back, when actually they're sending them the, the, the actually worst food you could possibly send a starving nation, white flour, white rice. Why don't you just send them big bowls of sugar and, and IVs and, and needles? And I mean, you know, it's just insane. Yeah, I remember back in the 1970s how there was a big thing about a big food company wanting um, – women in in Africa to give their babies formula instead of breast milk and a that deprived the babies of the nutritional benefits of the breast milk and and b they didn't have clean water to mix with this formula oh that's that's insane that that's just i, I how do you respond to something like that that is so wrong on so many different levels that you, where do you, I don't even want to dignify it by even thinking about it that's just Let's get back to raw foods and fiber and how do individuals with colitis, Crohn's, and other gut pathology eat these things? Well, it's most importantly not to eat them too soon after you, if you get sick. Make sure you get through the healing process first before you start introducing these foods back into your system. Follow your doctor's, uh, rule, uh, you know, um, suggestions for a diet up until that point. And when you're healed, then start eating more raw foods. And, you know, there's the fine gold diet. You know, you can do the elimination. If you, you can start with a few items for a while and see what happens, make notes. And um, if you feel good, fine, continue eating. If you don't, well, let's, let's go through the elimination process and find out what it was that was irritating you. Eliminate it. But your body cannot heal unless it is given organic, organic specifically food, uh, plant foods, um, to do what it needs to do to repair to restore, to rebuild, to sustain the human physiology. We need to eat all, the raw of the food, the more energy it has in it from the cosmos. The more, the older, like a green bean, as a commercial on TV recently says, once you pick a green bean, it loses enormous amounts of vitamin C just in one week. Hmm. Well, that's why you want to eat local, because you can get it, eat it quickly, and not store it. This is why we have these conventional foods Produce that comes from the grocery stores 3,000 miles away, for example, or a farm 3,000 miles away, is nutritionally insolvent. Um, you've seen strawberries with the white shoulders. Well, they came to the grocery store white, and they were gassed with ethylene. Then they turned red, but all it did was affect the color. It did not affect the nutritional content. Oh, well. So, again, you see why eating local has, is extremely valuable. Okay. You get more nutrition. When we come back from break, green bananas. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the 
the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten, and Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We were talking about gas green, uh, gas strawberries, segueing into gas neon multicolored bananas uh, when we came back. But I wanted to make a comment to you. Uh, Chef Wendell, and that is that I don't think that, I, I mean, I think it's a sad commentary on society when we have to think that looking out for the health of our fellow Americans makes us unpatriotic. I, I don't think that we can go by some sort of tenet that says if it's good for the economy, it must be safe. Or if it's good for big business, it must be safe. So I don't think you're being unpatriotic by wanting to inform um, other Americans of the truth for the benefit of the public health. So tell us about those green bananas. All right. Absolutely. Well, you know, just a quick comment on what you just said. Um, it's, I would think it's almost treasonous that the government or people overseeing our health would allow this to happen. So if it was a terrorist who did all this, we would react differently. So anyway, the green banana, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was one of my first interesting discoveries was, uh, you know, of course, you quit eating meat, and I did when I was you know, in 1988, and I wanted to look towards new food, and so I wanted to investigate every food I ate, where to come from, what's in it, what's the benefits. Well, when I started investigating these psychedelic green bananas that come to us totally green, unripe, and they ripen on our end with the same sort of ethylene, I started researching, well, you know, I thought, well, let's see where these come from. A lot of them come from Costa Rica and, and tropical company, countries where they have lesser standards than uh, we do in America. And that sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? Um, so a lot of the world, for example, we talk about the chemicals that were constantly under assault that all affect autism, ADD, and ADHD, and a million other diseases. Bananas, for example. They pull them off the tree. You, well, you've seen this on, there's documentaries that show how they do this. They dip them in a mixture of chemical stew that 
is a preservative right before they put them into the box that the grocery store a thousand miles away in Des Moines, Iowa, for example, opens up and there's those bananas. Now, what they don't see is that those bananas are coated with this caustic chemical. Oh. Now, the farmers, the pickers, I should say, the banana pickers, banana man, banana, whatever, they are going sterile. There's a huge, enormous problem with 30, 40,000 men reporting that they're sterile. They've tracked it back to the chemicals that went on to the banana that they ingested constantly all day long, oh. put them in those boxes. As a caterer for 35 years, you know, I catered for the NBA for 16 years, and we had a ball, but that was very enlightening, too. But we would get, let's say, full cases of grapes that came from Central America. You don't see this in the grocery store, but, but we open up the whole case. It's called a flat. And laying across the whole top of it is this, looks like a blanket of, of, uh, of wrapped foam. And on the top it says, danger, danger, fungicide. Do not, once you touch this thing, wash your fingers before you attach, you know, before you pick up any other food. Oh, no. Well, the grocers don't do this. So when I see somebody at the grocery store going, hey, Billy, my two-year-old, three-year-old son, let me steal a grape off this and pop it in your mouth. Oh, no. You'll like me more. And look what we're doing. Why don't we just, we're just giving him a huge dose of whatever was on that grape prior to its going into the box. And there's lots of pesticides and herbicides. So you can almost look at every food on the grocery store shelf today, on the conventional grocery stores, and know that it has some sort of chemical on the outside. Remember, once on the skin, it goes in. Just like you put some iodine on your skin and wake up the next morning, it'll be gone because your body absorbs it. So it's the same with fruits and vegetables. So to say you wash something off, well, you wash it off and eat it. Uh-uh, it doesn't, that doesn't wash anymore. They think we're stupid. Oh, my gosh. So what are the most important foods to buy organic if you're on a limited uh, diet, uh, a limited budget, excuse me, or if you're in some sort of medically medieval state where you have to drive to the next state to get to an organic grocery store? What are the most important foods to buy organic? Well, I think that, first of all, a variety. We seem to be locked into this orange, apple, carrot, celery, head lettuce mentality because that's all they decided that we should have. So variety, in order to get the vitamins and minerals we need to just prevail and be, just feel the best we can do or be every day, we need a variety because conventional produce, you say, is nutritionally gone. It's, the nutrition has been farmed right out of it. But when you get a locally produced orange, apple, banana, it's the variety. Dark leafy greens, we've totally gone away from that. You know, Popeye eats spinach, but from that point on, we look at green food as being, I, you know, I heard a man say the other day to his wife, don't put any of that guacamole on my on my taco. I'd rather eat boogers. How can you deal with that sort of mentality? But this is the hard wiring that we've been programmed to do. Oh, we don't eat enough deep red, ruby red fruits like the blueberries, the cranberries, the blackberries. All these deep, the deeper the red the fruit, the more nutrition, especially anti-cancer nutrition. We wouldn't have so much macular degeneration in this country if we'd eaten dark leafy greens, but instead some genius somewhere said that head lettuce is the head lettuce that we'll promote to America when actually it has less less nutrition than a piece of paper. But it's making farmers very, very rich. So a variety, nuts, we're not eating enough nuts, we don't eat seeds, half the men in America are zinc deficient and they're going for the blue pill rather than eating foods that are rich in zinc. But blue pill makers are getting very rich off the fact that these people don't pick up a magazine and read about their problem. Get online. 
fact that no one's taking D3 now. I see another result today about D3 deficiency in America. It's causing all sorts of things. But we, they don't want us to know this because they'd like us to stay sick. D3 is in so many different foods, but no one's promoting the foods they're in. They just instead say, let's drink whole milk because we're supplementing milk with D3. But this D3, vitamin D, comes from a pharmacy, and pharmaceutical forms of vitamins are toxic to our system. There's new science out to say that. Right, so but natural supplements of vitamin D3 would be more helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Solgar, source of lot, just a really research. Uh, Carlson brand vitamins has the highest level of purity that I've discovered so far. So just don't buy generic grocery store pills and refuse it if it's synthetic. Right, right. Well, Chef Wendell, what's your website? Oh, it's Chef Wendell at, uh, excuse me, ChefWendell.com. Very simple. Okay. And There's how... videos on there, my television show. They can read some of my essays. And this, our radio interviews are on there. They can have a good time. Do you, do you have a take-home message for how to get your kids to, to eat the new diet with the organic produce, maybe smoothies or something? Uh, yes, I do. Parents, get it together. It all starts with you. All right. And I want to thank you for this information, bringing nutrition forward as the basis for medicine and joining us again on your lunch hour. My distinct pleasure, Terry. What are you, what are you going to have for lunch? Oh, I'll probably have, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to do some quinoa, and I'm going to throw in some, I keep a bag of frozen peas in the freezer, so I'm going to quinoa, a little frozen peas, a little tahini, a little uh, Bragg's liquid aminos, and some wild greens. Yowza, baby. Well, Chef Wendell, I'm glad to hear that you're giving peas a chance. <laughs> you bet. We all need to give peas a chance, and asparagus and greens. <laughs> uh, Chef Wendell will be at the Autism One Conference in Chicago next May. Please visit www.autism1.org. We will soon have uh, this, uh, have speakers starting to be posted, and registration should open in December. Next week here on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, uh, we'll be back with Dr. Kendall Stewart and Lisa Hunter-Ryden. They are returning in a part two with very important information that you will not want to miss. For any questions about this program, please email me at taranga at autism1.org. Thank you to this program's sponsor, Enzymedica, and to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Enzymedica would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.